0: Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out, and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos on ninety-three WIBC. So
1: let's rock! It. I do believe it is the responsibility of the prosecutor's office to see a person who has an interaction with the criminal justice system and do something about it. It is a responsibility of the prosecutor to use the laws that are in place and use prosecutorial discretion to reach the right conclusion. But one thing I want to make clear is I do not want Indianapolis to become a San Francisco, to become a New York City, to become a Los Angeles. And that is precisely the rhetoric that we're seeing here in our community.
0: That was Cindy Carrasco last night at the Prosecutors' Forum, the North Shadeland Alliance Marion County Prosecutor Forum. My name is Jason Hammer. Big Nige is out. He's got monkey pox, which means... <laughs> Christopher Hammer. What's up? 18 years old, senior class president, El Presidente. Are you ready for the roller coaster that is the Hammer and Nigel show? I'll bring it on. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so again, last night, from what I'm being told, and again, TV cameras were not allowed at this event, but they did stream it and post it later on. It was civil, but spirited. Because this wasn't a debate last night between Cindy Carrasco and Ryan Mears, Marion County prosecutor candidates, Ryan Mears, the unelected incumbent, Cindy Carrasco, the Republican, trying to unseat Ryan Mears. From what I was told, it was a spirited crowd, a packed crowd, but it was also civil. There weren't too many moments of, like, booing and people running around with their shirts off and fighting. It wasn't like that last night. It was a very mild-mannered town hall, but you definitely got a feel of where these candidates stand. Now, before we get into any of the highlights or lowlights, whatever you want to call it from last night, Chris, let me ask you this. You're a high school senior. Yep. You live in Marion County. Mm -hmm. Do any of your friends talk about the violence or the murders or anything like that. Like, is that a topic of discussion
2: for people around your age or is it just high school stuff? Uh, Believe it or not, that is not a topic that comes up at the beach Grove high school lunch table. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I will say the school itself is taking notice because we got the email the other day that they're going to be installing a metal detector for us to go through the front doors. When we go to school every day.
0: Now, this metal detector, this is a new thing, right? Some of the schools have been doing this for a long time. Right. But Beach Grove, this is kind of a new thing.
2: Yeah, this is new thing. Just put in this year. It's going to be... We've never had this before, and... Well, yeah. listen,
0: it's probably... Even though you guys don't talk about it at the lunch table... <laughs> right. I'm willing to bet the administration of Beach Grove High School and other schools around Marion County are saying, you know what? These metal detectors, we're putting these things in because... Well, we feel a little concern about what's happening in the community, right? They're not being put in because things are too safe, (laughs) right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So let's get into last night. Uh, Again, this was the North Shadeland Alliance, the Marion County Prosecutor Forum. This is Ryan Mears, the incumbent, talking about what he won't prosecute.
3: I will always make sure that the priorities of the Marion County Prosecutor's Office reflect the priorities of the community that we serve. And the priorities of the community that we serve is we want you to focus on violent crime. We don't want you messing around with dumb things like possession of marijuana. And I will never prosecute a doctor, a nurse, or a woman for exercising their right to choose.
0: And you hear a little pop of applause there at the end. And again, it was kind of a political deal. If you are somebody that is probably a Democrat, you were cheering for Ryan Mears. If you're somebody that actually believes in law and order, you were probably cheering for Cindy Carrasco last night. But Chris, I go back to you. This is a prosecutor that goes out of his way to say what he won't prosecute. Could you imagine doing that in one of your classes? Like (laughs) if a teacher gives you an assignment to write a two-page essay on what happened in 1776 and you told said teacher, yeah, I'm not here to do that. Here's what I'm going to do. How does that go over for
2: you? Uh, I probably would have been told to shut up and leave right now. (laughs) Just go ahead and get out and go home. We don't want you here. And because your last name is Hammer, you would have been told to shut up.
0: I know how exactly things work. Um, This is Cindy Carrasco. This was kind of a poignant moment last night where she's talking about the story, that we had on Friday of a woman who was killed at a daycare center, dropping off her children, killed by a repeat offender who should not have been out.
1: My life was rocked last week when Crystal Walton, a woman who was simply dropping off her children on the west side of Indianapolis, was gunned down at a daycare center. I didn't know Crystal, but as a woman, as a mother to Sarah, my daughter, who is right there, that hit close to home. And it is incredibly important that the prosecutor's office focus all of their resources on those cases to make sure that we get them right so that there is no more Crystal Waltons in domestic violence cases.
0: And at the beginning of that clip, you can clearly see Cindy Carrasco looking at her daughter. She almost chokes up a little bit. You could hear it a little bit at the beginning of that clip, but that was speaking from the heart. Now, let's go into the million-dollar question. Does Marion County have a public safety crisis? This is Ryan
3: Mears. Well, I think the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to improve on the numbers that we have. Uh, You know, if you look at the homicide numbers, they're trending down, uh, which I think is, is important. You know, and there's going to be a lot of discussion today about the prosecutor's office and the role of the prosecutor's office in our community. But one of the things that we can never lose sight of is what are the root causes of these issues? What causes someone to be involved in violent crime? What causes someone to be a victim in violent crime? What are those root causes? Is it poverty? Is it addiction? Uh, is it mental health issues? And so, I mean, those are the challenges that need to be addressed and be, to be examined. Uh, no one's happy with where the numbers are as it relates to violent crime. But I think the one thing that I would point out is you know, the prosecutor's office has been in a position to hold a number of people accountable over the last three years as it relates to homicide cases.
0: And listen, I'm all for examining the root causes of crime. Nobody's saying that that's a bad idea. But while you're doing that, can you please lock up lunatics? That's all we're asking. And apparently we're asking too much when it comes to Ryan Mears. Now, in regards to downtown Indianapolis, where we've looked out our window and we've seen groups of protesters and rioters come through before where you can walk around Monument Circle and see crime and poverty and homelessness, one person after the other. Guy Relford, the big badass gun guy, was accosted on Monument Circle before a segment he did with us once. Here is Cindy Carrasco on the situation that we've got downtown.
1: The perception that downtown Indianapolis is not safe is absolutely the reality. I am not running for prosecutor simply because of the perception of violence in downtown Indianapolis. I'm running for prosecutor because I'm hearing from people all over the community, from all over our county who are saying that they are the victims of crime. And the the common thread is that their their offender are repeat violent offenders that have been put back out on our streets to victimize them. The question is, why is crime so high in Indianapolis when we know that we continue through plea deals from the Marion County Prosecutor's Office to put people back out on our streets?
0: Chris, you've been coming downtown with me for a long time, whether it's to go to a ball game, whether it's to go out to dinner or shoot baskets here at our company gym. It's probably been about five years since you've been coming
2: downtown with me. How has downtown changed just in five years? I mean, the homelessness downtown, that's the main thing that I noticed coming down here. Again, just looking out the window, you can visibly see it. It's very much a problem. Just the other day when I was coming to work with you because I do an internship with you, uh, I was walking into the building and there was some guy being arrested, a homeless guy being arrested because he was, to quote you, treating his body like an amusement Ah! park.
0: (laughs) Two police officers had to arrive and move this guy on. And before the show, we walked over to Qdoba just to get a little bit of bite to eat before the show. What did we see in that literal 200-yard walk to Qdoba?
2: Yeah, 200 yards. We've seen three bums, just absolutely gross. Uh, dude with a megaphone yelling loud Jesus stuff that you typically see down here. It was it was an experience to say the least.
0: And if you're somebody that is coming downtown for a business trip or somebody that even has a little vacation in Indianapolis, what are you supposed to think when you check into your hotel which is not cheap on Monument Circle, one of these hotels around here and you see bum after bum and you see the Jesus people and you know if you've done any sort to research about a month ago there were three people that were shot in front of the uh, hotel near the bar district the dutch commandos i mean this is a major problem now ryan mears your current marion county prosecutor again was appointed to that position was not elected here he is talking about the no confidence vote that the fop put on
3: well for me there, there, there are two big differences here there's the impd and then there's the FOP. Uh, as it relates to the IMPD, you know, we work with the police department every single day. Uh, we're going to file uh, probably 30,000 cases this year, and every single one of those starts with a probable cause affidavit submitted by the, uh, a law enforcement agency here in our county. And so we're able to work with law enforcement, and I think one of the things that you see is uh, we're able to work with them pretty successfully. And you can see that in our conviction rate numbers. Uh, Just today, I mentioned the two convictions that we had at jury trial today. The first witness we called in both of those cases was a law enforcement officer, Uh, and we were able to secure those convictions. And so we're always able to work uh, with our law enforcement partners. Uh, But the other part of it is I'm going to be independent of the police department, Uh, and the community wants an independent prosecutor, which I'm going to be. The FOP represents people who are accused of crimes. By the prosecutor's office Uh, and so there's going to be uh, some tension inevitably when we're the ones who have to make decisions as to whether or not a police officer should be charged.
0: It cracks me up when he talks about his rate. Look at our success rate of prosecution. Look at how few cases you actually prosecute. Look at the backlog and when I heard him talking about how he's got a great relationship with the police department I texted a couple of my friends and family members that are police officers around indianapolis and all of their responses were tell him to name who they are i got blank amount of money that says he's speaking out of his backside so that was the reaction to local law enforcement on the other side here's cindy carrasco
1: i am incredibly uh, proud of the fact that i have been endorsed for the first time ever uh, by the fraternal order of police and that is thank you i am incredibly proud of that But not only have I been um, endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police, but I have been endorsed by the Indian Estate Police Alliance, and I have been endorsed by the um, Retired uh, Police Officers Association. I am incredibly proud of being endorsed by these folks because law enforcement are the heroes that go into the danger every day, 24-7, to keep my family, to keep your family, and all of our families safe. And it's important for me that these folks who are putting their lives on the line literally every day have a partner.
0: So that was just a little bit of what took place last night, the North Shadeland Alliance Prosecutor Forum. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.